you referred before to uh, we need we need really to have the ketones twenty four by seven, right? Mm. Because the brain, well, at least when you get to insulin resistance in the brain, and, and I'd mm. like to dive into that in a little bit more detail in a second. Yeah. But uh, you get to the point where like the brain is not getting fuel. So would this kind of supplementation with MCT and coconut oil be mm. sufficient or do you need to be on like a ketogenic diet to be able to get the 24 by seven, do you think? Mm -hmm. um, you could with these oils, you know, if you take it, I would say at least four times a day, you know, a reasonable amount, you could have ketones going. But the problem with insulin resistance if you're still eating a diet that's high in sugar, high in carbohydrate, it's going to keep getting worse, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and it can be reversed. Insulin resistance can be reversed by greatly cutting down the carbohydrate in the diet and eating more healthy fats in place of it. Um, there are... Um, physicians. There's one in particular that I've gotten to know quite well, Dr. Eric Westman in the US. He's an MD. Um, he has been helping people with type 2 diabetes now for over 20 years with a low carb diet. And it's a ketogenic diet. Uh, as it turns out, he's got a very simple diet that um, you can follow um, that it, it eliminates bread, pasta, rice, you know, the obvious sweets, that type of thing. Uh, most of the carbohydrates come from vegetables and a little bit of fruits, a little bit of berries, you know, which are low in sugar and, and stresses, you know, um, eating a, a good amount of protein, but, you know, not excessive. If you eat too much protein, you will produce sugar from it. <laughs> so there's, there's kind of a happy medium with that. And it's around a gram per kilo per day, one to two grams per kilo per day of protein. So if you have access to a protein chart, and there are lots of charts in my book, you know, so there yeah. that show you how many grams of protein, you can figure out how much you need based on your body weight and kind of stick with that, eat that much protein, and then um, add some healthy fats to your diet and, um, and then reduce the carbohydrate in the diet. You can get into ketosis. Some people just can never tolerate coconut or MCT oil, even small amounts. They just don't seem to be able to tolerate. So, so then what do they do? You know, but that's one one way that they can get into ketosis and stay in ketosis is to greatly reduce the carbohydrate in the diet. Doing things like overnight fasting, mm -hmm. that's become very popular. They call it intermittent or overnight fasting. And I, I think overnight is the easiest way to do intermittent fasting because, you know, you're sleeping during probably seven or eight hours of that fasting time. But, you know, you basically stop eating, say, around seven or eight in the evening and then you try to go, you go at least 12 hours, ideally 14, 16, many people extend this for 14 or 16 hours where you don't eat solid food, but you still drink, you know, liquids that are, you know, calorie free liquids. Um, if you drink it with sugar, something with sugar, um, you're not going to be in ketosis, but, you know, after, you know, somewhere around 10 to 12 hours, you will start breaking down fat and you will start producing ketones. So People can get into ketosis that way. And then um, a lot of people will have coffee or tea in the morning and put coconut and or MCT oil in it. It comes in powder form too. It's very creamy if you do it with uh, the powder form and you can mix it like with a frother or something, you know, or a, a wire whisk. Um, 
but because it's fat, you, it doesn't break your ketosis. It increases your ketosis, you know, from that point on. And it's, it can, it actually can keep you from not being hungry for a few more hours. So that this is how a lot of people, you know, are kind of structuring their eating to go, you know, somewhere between 12 to 16 hours before they eat their first solid mood, uh, food in a day. And, um, and I, I've been doing this for, you know, several years, um, probably five years or so. Um, and I have my main meal now around 12 or one, you know, in the afternoon. And then, um, I have usually one more time, you know, later in the day and, um, it's not such a big meal. I eat something like, I love Greek yogurt and I, I put MCT, the MCT coconut oil mixture in it. Um, I put some grated coconut in it. I have some nuts, you know, nuts and seeds are very good. They're high in, in healthy fats and um, have a lot of other good um, vitamins and minerals in them. <laughs> you know, that's my common snack or I'll have cheese and, and, and nuts or something like that. And then just um, don't eat overnight. And it's amazing. You know, um, I used to be a carb addict, you know, like... <laughs> up until about 2006, which is when we started the Mediterranean diet, but I call it the convenience food diet that we were on. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you know, as a physician, it's embarrassing, but they do not teach you about nutrition in medical school. I mean, it is not, it, it's all about pharmacology, pharmaceuticals. And um, I had three hours, one afternoon of nutrition. There needs to be a really good solid course on nutrition, how, how food impacts disease and how using food can help you recover from, <laughs> from certain diseases. And um, like with Dr. Eric Westman, okay, I didn't get to finish that story. He has helped over 4,000 people with type two diabetes go into remission, get off insulin and off their diabetes medications. They're fasting blood sugar completely back to normal. Um, there's a test called hemoglobin A1C that's used to screen for diabetes. It's, it gives you a rough estimate of what your blood sugar is over the past three months. That will go down into the normal range after they've been on it for, you know, some people are off medications after six weeks and other people can take months and some people still need a little bit of med medication, but he's helped thousands. And there are other doctors out there like him. There's a, a group called Verta Health in the U.S. that does telehealth. Uh, with people that have type two diabetes and they help them with the diet uh, this. And it's a very simple diet to follow. It's not at all complicated. And um, there, and now there's some case reports popping up and this needs to be studied more, um, but of people who are on a program of ketogenic diet for 10 weeks, they add some exercise walking or whatever uh, to do a little bit of brain training. And these, uh, the two case reports I have in mind, they're in, in the book. Um, they, these were people that had mild Alzheimer's um, like my husband. Uh, and one of them had a score of 21 on that 30 point test at the beginning of the study and improved to um, 28 points out of 30 over 10 weeks. So that's considered normal or very close to normal. Um, and the other person, uh, they both had diabetes too, or, or insulin resistance. All of those numbers improved, greatly improved. Their fasting blood sugar, their fasting insulin came down, hemoglobin A1C came way down, they lost weight, uh, blood pressure improved. It was like every number improved. And um, the other person, he had a 
the 30 point test. It's a mocha mocha test. He had a score of 23 at the start and 29 at the end out of 30 points. So that's normal. That's considered normal. And, you know, so people diagnosed with Alzheimer's that improved, you know, so um, there are other types of these studies going on now with, with more people, you know, but it's really impressive what reducing carbohydrate in the diet can do. And, um, you know, uh, there, there's data out there showing that somewhere around 1970, there was a big push for to eat a low fat diet, American mm-hmm. Heart Association's in the middle of that. And um, I've got whole stories about that, but, you know, basically there were all these reduced fat foods that came along, but they were higher in sugar, you know, higher mm-hmm. in carbohydrate. I mean, you eat a certain number of calories per day and those calories come from protein, carbs, or fat. So if you keep the protein the same and you say you've got to eat low fat, well, you're going to make up the calories with carbohydrates, you know, so that's what happened to a lot of people and the rates of obesity and diabetes have just climbed like crazy as well as dementia during this time period since 1970. And um, it's just kind of um, incredible to think about it. But uh, what, what they've shown in the data is that Americans on average eat 350 more calories a day than they did in 1970 and 300 of the 350 calories is sugar. <laughs> so, you know, that's what happens when you try to eat a low fat diet, <laughs> you, you eat more sugar and then you end up possibly with diabetes. And, um, you know, in the U S by age 75, three quarters of people have either type two diabetes or pre-diabetes three quarters. Yeah. And this is the age when your brain is most likely to start developing Alzheimer's disease too. 